This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So 15 months after South African Airways went into business rescue, the process is expected to be completed by the end of March. However, the practitioners say that they will still have some outstanding issues to finalize with creditors and employees. The national carrier was placed under business rescue in December 2019, and the practitioners have now described the airline as solvent and liquid. Ufense Mukwena um, is a transport economist, joins us on the line. Uh, good morning to you, Ufense Mukwena. So uh, the word is solvent and liquid. Does that mean that the business has actually been rescued. Good morning and thank you for the invitation. Um, so I'd, I'd say we have to really think about what what we mean by rescuing. Mm. Um, you know, the, the whole idea is to keep it afloat, so to not necessarily to get it out of the water. So yes, solvent but liquid, but not necessarily out of dangerous water. Absolutely important uh, uh, caveat that because uh, for the next five years, it's predicted that uh, if the airline does find that uh, equity partner that they've been uh, that government has been speaking of, uh, that for the next five years they will they will need uh, the, the airline they will require funding from somewhere because it's not expected that they'll turn a profit within the next five years. Yes, and remember that those forecasts were were made before the COVID-19 pandemic and its impacts on the aviation market. And if you look at, if you basically, if you look at the, the the air transport market in Africa, our elasticities are pretty, we're basically inelastic to some extent, so non-responsive to changes in price. But that does not necessarily mean that the forecast that they had posited will survive the pandemic. So, I would say I would say we have to be very cautious about what we have from the PRP, from the business rescue practitioners and their initial forecasts. Ofeza, am I misguided in saying that this seems to me like an a face saving exercise from government? Because I am not convinced that government has put forward a compelling argument um, for keeping, uh, you know, for staying in this game. I know you hold a different view on this one. Uh, just yeah, talk me on, talk to us about that. Well, I'm I'm, I'm also two sided uh, about yeah. it. Um, so I'd say that that if you if you read the Minister of uh, Public Enterprises um, column, I think two weeks ago, he really argued that um, it is. It is within the best interest of the state, and largely because of largely because you know South African Airways is is really a, a strategic asset. Um, but then at the same time, you know there are arguments that you know the the airline needs to get out of the market. Um, it's saturating the market, etc. And then the third one is, could be that um, the, the airline is actually a catalyst for small, medium enterprises in the aviation space and makes it easier for um, players to participate. But here's, here's the, the, the big reset. Um, so post-COVID, post, post the conversation is really different. You're looking at an airline that is basically set to have about 1,200 or so um, employees with about 13 aircraft and... 477 flights per aircraft. That's that's really sort of mm. the core business, and you, you're only they were only looking at 270,000 passengers. So that's for 
that's their base forecast. But then what the business rescue practitioners argued was that this will basically go back to normal the Mm. following year. And what we know is that that is far from true. Um, A lean airline might be more resilient um, and might be more attractive to a strategic equity partner. And then you use that to branch into expansion. Yeah. And a lean airline, as you say, might attract, uh, um, you know, equity partners and investors. However, it may not be able to um, fulfill those strategic mandates that government speaks speaks of, you know, such as, uh, uh, you know, servicing those uh, regional sites, you know, the smaller mm-hmm. airports and so forth. And, you know, playing, you know, the development role that SAA was playing where you're growing our pilots, there simply won't be room for any of that anymore. Yeah, that's that's the big challenge. Um, if if just if you look at their forecasted earnings, and I think you know things aren't really going to be that great if they increase their cost base too quickly. You know, so what I mean by that is that if they get into um, if they start leasing more aircraft, if they start employing more people too early, then you will find yourself in a situation where the the cost base increases faster than um, they are able to improve their earnings. Mm. And then the other issue is, um, just based on what you're saying, I think the strategic equity partners or any investors have made it clear that they're not going to take on any debt, Mm. but they are willing to start taking on management, support, and but my real argument is that, or it's really a question, why is it that we don't have a clear indication of the performance targets yeah. that the airline will be held accountable for? You know, everybody else has it. You know, mm. um, Transnet has had it. Um, AXA has something close to that. Um, Prasa has that as well, um, yeah. at least up in, between 2015 and 2020. And, yeah. yeah, also politically, though, Fed Zemguena, is it how how does government make an argument for you know carrying an airline through the year, the anticipated the the projected years of loss making, when they are on the other hand faced with these other competing challenges in society, mm-hmm. such as funding uh, students uh, and so many other competing interests? How do you then justify you know you know carrying the debt of a loss making uh, airline? Well, you know, I'm I'm not that good with politics, but <laughs> what what I can see, at least from a from a financial perspective, um, is that it is a very controversial kind of decision, mm. and part part of the reason why it's it can be argued in the pro is because of the network effects of the airline, mm. but and the con is that. You, what we're seeing is that the network effects might actually be diminished because of new entrants coming in, more room in the market. And, and really, you know, it brings the question of if, if we're going to keep the airline, why are we keeping it? You know, and, yeah. and, and, and but, but, but that's an obvious question, right? Yeah. The, the less obvious question is, is it a valuable project to mm. demonstrate that the state is capable of solving a problem. I think that is a more hidden question that that might be motivating the political economy. Yeah, more questions than answers at the uh, this stage. But it's certainly a conversation yeah. that we'll keep having with you as always. Offensive McGuena, thank you so much for your insights. I appreciate it. Thank you, um, and uh, have a good day. You too, sir. Uh, that transport economist, Offensive McGuena, bringing us to 8 o'clock. 
You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.